Hi everyone, uh, welcome to this episode of the Sanibel Captiva Guide podcast. Uh, we're very fortunate to have Don Abbott join us uh, today. Uh, Don is a long-time island resident and uh, basically came here in the 60s, was it called, 70s? Oh gosh, I, I landed at the, uh, at the airport here in 1961 and uh, hardly got off and then <laughs> went back to Indiana, but we didn't uh, really officially get here till 81. Perfect. So if you don't know, uh, a couple of episodes before we did a, we did a podcast with the wonderful Liz Abbott. And Don's this, daughter. Don's uh, daughter, yeah. And uh, we go back a little ways from uh, me photographing Liz's uh, wedding. And uh, uh, we actually were lucky enough to go flying with Don a little, few weeks back. And uh, we've uh, had some connections through the theatre. So, Don, why don't you start us off and just let us know a little bit about your background, how you got here. What brought you down to these shores and where you're from originally? Well, uh, where I'm from originally is Ohio, uh, which is often pronounced Iowa, but I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, uh, uh, what I part of Ohio? Southeastern Ohio, a little town called Cambridge. Okay. I call it the illiteracy capital of the world. The little what? The illiteracy, oh, ca illiteracy oh, capital. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> That's and then, nice. uh, let's see, through uh, radio nomadism, where I went from market to market being a disc jockey in the 50s and 60s, I wound up in Indianapolis in 59 and uh, started a production company there in 1965. And one of the agencies we worked for, uh, we did radio and television commercials and major multi-image shows and things. One of the agencies we worked for called me on a February morning. I remember snowy and it was icy and I was in the office and nobody else could make it. They kept calling me, can't, can't make it in. But the agency called and said, would you be interested in going down to Florida and talking to a man who has a new thing called timesharing? And he needs a sales film. And I said, let's see, Florida, February. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, I could, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, right. So I hopped an airplane. I came down to Sanibel Island, which I'd never heard of, and met a man by the name of Keith Trowbridge. And Keith had uh, brought timesharing from Canada into the U.S. and formed a company called Captran. Captran was a, uh, a huge company with many resorts, started on Sanibel, and Keith wanted to franchise all of their concepts and signage and all that, and needed a sales film done. So I hired Dick Van Patten, who was with Eight is Enough, okay. and I figured it was a family affair, so we'll hire him. He and his wife flew in, and we produced the first sales film for uh, Captran. Keith kept saying, you know, sell your company, move down here, be my marketing director. And I said, uh, finally one night I said, uh, Keith, let's just settle this. Here's, here's the way it'll work. You move, you move me, my family, my, my parents, all my key people, the company, you give me free rent for a year, uh, and I'll sign up to be on your board of directors for X number of dollars, and I'll handle all your marketing. And I thought he was going to say, you're, you're really ridiculous. And he said, no, it sounds good. Wow. So we moved. Wow. Uh, much to the uh, despair of my wife. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Who I think Liz told you we, yes. we called Tropical Depression Betty for right. two years. <laughs> yep. <laughs> any rate, uh, so we moved here. And uh, we brought some of our clients with us. But long distance is tough to do. 
Uh, we picked up a few extra clients here, including Keith. Unfortunately, his company went bankrupt eight months later. Oh, no way. Yeah. Wow. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. Wow. And, and we were out in the cold. Wow. And so I had to go over and have a uh, studio built, uh, took a lot of our reserves uh, yep. and built a studio and started a building business back up. Right. And we did that and we were in business then until 1992, I guess. Was okay. that was that on Sanibel? No, that was on uh, Metro Parkway in uh, Fort Myers. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. We did a lot of shooting on Sanibel. Right. Because mm-hmm. uh, Sanibel, as you know, has a topography that you can fool a lot of people where they really are. Right. Yeah, there's been, yeah. I think over the years, and you know more than me, I, I remember Laurie's aunt when we first came here back in, uh, 99 or when I was first visiting here in 96 I think the causeway just had some trees added from a commercial was that wasn't that correct there was yes, a Toyota commercial absolutely. or something that was Chevrolet was oh, so that yeah. what it was Chevrolet and it, right. it was a mess they they shut down the causeway they were supposed to be 20 minutes out of every hour they would shut down the causeway and I think they shut down up to four, four or five hours. Right. One so imagine day. the traffic. Oh my gosh. And uh, it was just ridiculous and I watched the commercial uh, they were here for a week. They had helicopters. They had multiple camera crews and all that. And I watched the commercial later, and they had one shot of a Chevrolet going across a bridge, which they could, could have, have been done any bridge, any place. anywhere. Right, yeah. and that was it. It was probably like a thirty-second commercial too <laughs> yeah. for all that. Oh That's my crazy. gosh! We'll have to look it up and see if we can find it online somewhere. But Sanibel was quite different at that time, nineteen eighty. I can imagine. I can't believe it's been forty. Wow. Oh, smokes. Because I'm only 38. Yes. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> you, look, you look great. <laughs> but, jeez, uh, Sanibel, it was, a, it was a, uh, a real shock moving to a remote island after being in a market of over a million people. Yeah. Um, I got here before Liz and uh, Betty did. I came in, I think, March or April, and they came uh, right after school let out and so they the could summer. get all that going. And um, we rented a place over in Gumbo Limbo right. at the time. And Betty came down, and uh, the first day we were there, we had an alligator and an otter oh, wow. in the uh, backyard. She thought that was kind of neat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Right>. Not. <laughs> Not. Uh. So... Um, I, I remember we had to, I had some friends with Captran, uh, husband and wife, and uh, being March, April, May, I think around middle of June, we decided to go to the Island Cinema. And uh, we went there, and we were sitting in our chairs. And that time, it had one screen. It was a right. Is it in the theater. same location as it is now? Yeah, same yeah. place. Uh, so at any rate, we're, we're sitting there and waiting on the film to start, and there are like four people in the theater. And all of a sudden, four more people came in, and the original four with the exception of me, started applauding. And I said, what's going on? And I said, well, unless they have seven people, they won't show the movie. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. We're like, yes, it's going to That's funny. It's when you invite your friends. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I really want to see it. Which is sad to note that, I don't know if you knew, that they are closing the Island Cinema. Had you heard that? What a shame. It is really a shame. You know, but uh, I I guess uh, time time takes care of that. Exactly. Uh, Now people have, you know, 
80-inch TV screens in their right. home and mm-hmm. do their own popcorn. And, right, you know, but right. I know a lot and of And the popcorn are... does not cost $20. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I know people yeah. are upset about that. Well, but... I think it's a, a good thing, too. I mean, the Bailey's General Store, we right, saw all the renderings that. of the, the, new, yeah. the new store that they're going to be doing. And oh, it's, it's very exciting. Yeah, yeah. it's very exciting. Yeah. So I think it'll be uh, it'll make way for something modern and something, you know, time yeah, for absolutely. change. Time for change. Absolutely. Yes. And Richard Johnson has done a wonderful job. Oh, not yeah. only with that store, but for uh, Sanibel. I agree. Oh, 100%. Yeah. We've had some nice interactions yeah. recently with uh, Richard yeah. and his family, and right. uh, very inspirational. And uh, yeah. hopefully, we'll have a good relationship going forward. So, uh, it started off very well. They've actually started becoming a sponsor of this channel, which is fantastic. Oh, terrific. So, yeah. uh, we're going to be doing some films highlighting Bailey's, and uh, right, which we would have done anyway yeah. because it's such an interesting yeah. story. But well, I had a good friend in Sam Bailey, and also Francis. Francis was more of our friend than Sam was because he commuted from Tampa to, right. to uh, Sanibel. Really? But I remember Francis in his desk. I'll never forget that. I walked into his office one time. His desk was piled this high with paper. <laughs> he had a little space in the center of it. <laughs> Where he would operate, and I would say, uh, Francis, do you remember, I, I came here uh, on a Thursday, I think it was 1982, and I bought something. Oh, yeah, that's right here. And you Put it out of the stack. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, I had the good fortune of meeting them both, and uh, yeah. I photographed them a couple of times. So, yeah. yeah. And yeah. for those that don't I know, can't. they were the fir- first generation Bailey store owners. Yes. Uh, originally opened at the turn of the century, was it? Yeah, yeah 1901, I think. 1899. 1899. Yeah. With yeah. the packing company on the end of right. uh, Bailey Road. Right, mm-hmm. which yeah. is their father. Yeah, yeah. If, you want, if you see where it's come today, it's like a yeah. fantastically huge uh, store. But they're huge everything. proponents and, of the island, and they donate tons of oh, money. And, and time. And, and time. Effort, yeah. So, yeah. Right. Uh, I remember their credit system. I, I loved the, the, the way they kept credit. You would go in, you'd buy some stuff, and they'd say, well, just write it down on this pad, and when you're coming by, give us some money. Yeah, that's all right. You can, <laughs> really? <laughs> Even when you moved here? <laughs> wow. That's so we should funny. try that today for lunch. My yeah. wife yeah. had to go back to Indiana. Her, unfortunately, her mother passed away and uh, shortly after we got here. And I went down to Huckster's. I, I didn't have a lot of reserve cash at home. I went down to Huckster's, and I walked in, and I said, uh, I need to I need to get some money, uh, and I don't know uh, how we work that. Oh, I said the owner's right in the back room, and they were back there, I don't know, talking on a Sunday morning. And I went back and introduced myself and told them what the situation was, and they said, oh, no problem. How much, how much money do you need? And I said, well, a couple hundred dollars. I said, oh, here, yeah, here you are. Take that. I said, do I sign anything? No, no, that's right. Just come by sometime this week, pay us back. Oh, wow. That's incredible. The manager, the... General manager of the bank, the first bank here, um, said he was in that crowd. And he said, by the way, I always keep a reserve of cash down at the bank, so call me if you need need anything. <laughs> that was kind of, you That's know, what so a place cool. to live. Yeah. 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 Incredible. And Hutsters is still there, it's going strong today. It's yes. the deli on the, oh, by yeah. the causeway. There. Right. They have yeah. great takeout Do some sandwiches, great lunch, chicken. lunches and to-go foods yeah. and general store. So, yeah, it's still there today. Can't remember how many Jim's Irish sandwiches I had. It was piled with corned beef and toast. Oh, we've had those. We're a big, oh, we're a big fan of the Sanibel stacker as well. Right. But, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tell. Yeah. The, uh, uh, 
I, I remember when Liz was on, she talked about uh, Shirley's Spirit of Foolishness. Right. Okay, right. this was a remote bar on Captiva. And it was just, it looked like a, just a house. And down below the house, this wild lady had this bar. And I think she had, oh, maybe four or five bottles of booze there. Or, and I don't think any mixes. Everybody just drank. Right. And neat. Neat. But that was it. We'd all sit around and have a good time. And everything was dilapidated. And that was one of our Where, big And homes. where was that located? Uh, it was on Captiva. And I can't exactly. You know where... Um, Lazy Flamingo is, and you go back in there. And okay. I think that's where like it was. Like Pine maybe. Avenue? Yeah. Or yeah. All right. So. Yeah. Wow. Just before just before the bridge over to Captiva? Uh, yes. Yeah. So yeah. Okay. Did, how long did it take you to get going? So you moved down, you had an unexpected bankruptcy, and then you had to start your own thing again, which obviously being a businessman, you you know, I, I think business people are slow, certainly uh, able to Adaptable. adapt. But having said that, you normally give yourself a head start. And, yeah. Uh, how long did it take you to settle in? And Well, I, I you know, one of, one of my either uh, pluses or minuses is uh, – is entrepreneurship and being able to adapt to the situation and and I had a lot of diversity going on. I started a uh, uh, first thing I did was uh, I uh, I organized uh, a hurricane uh, survival kit and uh, it was called Help H E L P Hurricane Emergency Life Protection Great. and uh, we uh, manufactured those and we had them in three phases. And uh, put them in the newspaper. We did a big tr double truck ad. And I learned something very important. People do not want a survival kit unless there is a hurricane coming okay. right at them. So. Right, and it's too late. <laughs> we know all about panic buying in Florida, don't we? Right. Yeah. So that's one of the diversifications. We started a broadcast school because we had all the gear. Mm -hmm. Our Broadcast Careers Institute uh, was operating out of our building. Um, as I say, we did a lot of things for our ex-clients in Indiana, and that's, uh, I uh, I wore out two airplanes, I think, going back and forth to really? Indiana. Yeah. 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 So uh, that was crazy. And then we picked up some local accounts, and Mariner was one of our big accounts. Okay. Oh, which are the, were the owners of South Seas or Arms? South Seas, South Seas. Yeah. South Seas. And at that time, the Dunes okay. uh, and Sundial. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. And then Liz also mentioned that you did like an audio tour of the island of some I sort. I did. I did an audio cassette uh, tour uh, about the history of Sanibel, and it was timed so that you would listen to a, a portion of it, and then you would proceed to another area, turn it off, and then restart it. Right. And that was kind of cool. That is very cool. That's, uh, that's totally forward yeah. thinking. It's a, yeah. yeah. Be something we like could that. do now. Yes. Yeah, and then I had that uh, midlife crisis uh, uh -oh. that my uh, my wife wished I had never done. Um, I decided to get into the restaurant business. Oh. Oh. Yeah. oh. Dangerous. <laughs> Tell us all about that. <laughs> in Indiana, uh, I had a, a young man that worked for me in sales, and he had graduated from Cornell. And he came to me and said, I, I want to start some restaurants. And I know everything about food, food prep and management and all that, but I don't have a creative bone in my body. So I want you to theme these restaurants for me. We did 14 restaurants. And our first was uh, we went out and bought an old barn, and we called it the Stable Influence. <laughs> uh, that was kind of cool. And that was in Indiana? Indiana. Or? 
Right. So when I moved here, uh, one of one of my favorite foods is the cheeseburger. Who does not yep. love a cheeseburger? All right. So we've heard about this one. <laughs> so I started this place uh, called Cheeburger Cheeburger, uh, forty seats um, in an old dilapidated building on Periwinkle. Uh, it was a tremendous success, uh, and I sold it two years later. But all I wanted to do was to start a restaurant and prove that I could overcome all the hurdles and pitfalls, like thievery. Oh, yeah. tell That's us about very, that. very big in the restaurant business. I've heard Is that it? before. People That's will sad. give away meals, they'll give away drinks, they'll gotcha. give away, they'll steal food, they'll do anything. And, you know, they do it in good faith. You know, they figure that I can afford it, so right. what the heck. But at the end of the of the, uh, of the experience with Cheeburger, Cheeburger, I had a waiter that came to me and he said, I've waited tables for 20 years on Cinema. You could not walk out of here with a toothpick without you knowing it. Okay. So, so you kept I, it I just, uh, I had a lot of, uh, in the kitchen, without boring you with a long story, in the kitchen, um, the uh, I said, what, what's the problem with our food cost? And they said, oh, it's spoilage. Yeah. God, it's terrible. And he said, oh, yeah. okay. So I went over to Bailey's and I got these racks that held garbage bags. And I labeled them lettuce, onion, pickle, tomato, meat, uh, buns, cheese. I said, all the spoilage in the bags. Seal them up, put them in a walk-in cooler. I'll check them out every morning. Wow. Yeah. And surprisingly, a week later, we had no spoilage. That's a spoilage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. on a tight uh, ship. Yeah. 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 And then uh, uh, we put in draft beer. I remember that. And our beer cost was tremendous. Did you ever hear the phrase, let me buy you a beer? Mm -hmm. Well, we had a lot of people that used that phrase. <laughs> yeah. And uh, their friends would sit down, let me buy you a pitcher of beer. Yeah, so they'd slug them with a pitcher of beer. Right. So finally I said, okay, we're taking that out. We're going to put in five brands domestic beer, five counterpoint light beers, and three uh, foreign beers. And they'll all be listed on the menu. And they all have to be in a returnable bottle. So when mm. they were out, they put the bottles into the right. cartons. I would look at the X out of the cash register receipt, and I'd say, oh, 21 Miller Lights. Count the Miller Lights. And we'd say, oh, 21. Okay, it's perfect. Ching -ching. So it worked. <laughs> wow. Okay, Sounds that's like enough of that. <laughs> so you had, so you, uh, how long were you in, involved with that restaurant for? Uh, let's see. I was a little over two and a half years. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's still and in for existence For those that today. don't know, it's still in existence. Yeah. It's expanded. I think there's yeah. one at the Atlanta Airport. There's one in uh, Fort yes. Myers. There's and several. New York Airport. Uh, JFK, airport, yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah, 75 locations now. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay. It, did wow. it start in the location it's at now? No, it started actually up by what used to be Macintosh Books up at yeah. the other end. Cottages to yeah. Castles, oh. I think, yeah. is there now. So, it's, uh, yeah, it's that low-rise building yeah. there. Yeah. Well, I don't think there's anything in that building now. It was right. a two-story two building. One. Yeah. Oh, I think they're going to tear it down. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it was a weird parking it's situation, I think. Awful parking situation. Yeah. And the city said... Uh, you can have, uh, for every two seats, you have to have a parking place. That right. was how it worked. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So we leased some parking around the area. Right. Really? Wow. Yeah. And I remember doing test cooking for 
for cheeseburger, cheeseburger. And I had all my friends every night would come over for cheeseburgers. It was like a optometrist where you say, you like this one better, you like that one better. This one right. better okay. I know that all too well. Yeah. And uh, I had friends that said, do not invite me to your house for another cheeseburger. Yeah. <laughs> They'll probably put off for life. <laughs> so that was one of the uh, one of the areas. Uh, Nineteen, I guess nineteen ninety. Um, I decided to uh, to just go out on my own and freelance and do yeah. that type work. And I ran across a guy in Cape Coral by the name of Russ Whitney. Russ. Uh, was a real estate guru. He did infomercials and did seminars and all that stuff. So I went to work for him. Finally became the president of his company. And uh, Russ and I had a, a great association. In 1995, we split, and uh, that was good. And I came back to doing television production out of my home. Really? Yeah. Really? My whole lower level had big one-inch tape decks and humatics wow. and betas and all that other stuff. And I know really? you said you're working on a production now. Tell us about Actually, that. Actually, uh, well, I'm working on several things several? right now. Okay. But one, one is uh, uh, a film, a documentary or a film about uh, retiring pilots mm. uh, called Flying West. Oh. And uh, this is uh, everybody from astronauts to... Uh, you know, I, I've just met so many neat people. I go into their hangars at an old grass airport in Ohio, New Philadelphia, Ohio, and met this guy. He was 92. Wow. And I said, uh, what did you do when you gave up flying? And he said, oh, I didn't give up flying. I'm still flying. Wow. <laughs> I said, he said, no, I fly an ultralight, an ultralight airplane now. And mm -hmm. I said, oh, that's neat. There was a, there's a resort uh, which has been closed uh, since it's called Chalet Suzanne. Did you ever hear of that? I did hear of that. Where yeah. was that? It's in northern Florida, up north of Sebring on 27. And they had an airstrip there, mm -hmm. and it was a very famous little resort. Got a cute little place with a gourmet restaurant, and they had a soup kitchen there. And at um, any rate, I was at Avon Park, and we were picked up by this young gentleman, and he took us over to the airport because I didn't want to land in there because it was only... 2,700 feet or something. So I said, uh, why why the airport? And he said, oh, my my grandfather actually built the airport. And uh, and I said, well, when did he quit flying? And he said, no, he still flies. He still flies too. He said, there's a lake right at one end of the runway. And about oh, twice a month, we fish grandpa out of the lake. And <laughs> so I was chatting with uh, Liz and we were talking about uh, um, Don's a very, uh, uh, I, I fly ultralights myself and uh, Don's very proficient, obviously, at flying. And uh, we were talking about his impeccable flight record with not even a wheel nudging off into the grass. So yeah. that's incredible. How long have you been flying? Well, this July 30th, 60 years. 60 years without Jeez. one reportable, reportable yeah. incident <laughs> in 60 years is right. an incredible And she's mentioned you, had, you received some kind of award for that. Tell us about yes, that. Yes. Uh, as a matter of fact, the FAA has an award. It's the highest award they uh, give to uh, pilots called the Wright Brothers Master Pilot Award. And it's for 50 years of accident-free flying and at least one contribution major contribution to aviation safety. Uh, I received that in 2011. There's 691,000 registered pilots. 
and less than one percent of us have have that. Wow. Award. That's so incredible. Very, very proud cool. of it. Yeah, yeah I for can sure. Imagine. That's incredible. And most people will say, "What was your contribution to aviation safety?" There you go. You go just ahead. About you right. What was your con- Max? Do you want to ask it? <laughs> what was your contribution to aviation safety? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> uh, uh, the original pulsing lights on the wingtips of airplanes, the big jets, and all that. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was my box. It was called Pulse Light, and I patented that back in the 80s and then i invented speed brakes for light airplanes and standby vacuum systems so wow just a few things just a few things (laughs) wow minor things (laughs) so did you have a patent on those lights or did you i did yes as a matter of fact those were uh uh strobe lights uh with a uh, uh a very high amperage power supply that fired them and uh, since leds have come out that's past history. Gosh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, okay. Incredible. That was cool. Incredible. Yeah. Inventions. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You must have some other those. ones. Well, in 1963, I was on the air for the CBS station in Indianapolis, and they sold the station, so I was out of work. I went to work for Roscoe Turner, which was one of the air aces. He, he did the Bendix and Thompson races in the 30s and just a flamboyant guy. He traveled with a uh, pet lion in his cockpit. And um, at any rate, he was the uh, the largest Beechcraft distributor in the United States. So I went to work for him. Uh, I did several innovative promotions for him, and Beach Aircraft noticed those and wanted to borrow me. So I went to work for them for a while. Uh, and my ultimate goal was to start a production company. I got a call one day from uh, a salesman at the television station that I had come from, and he said, I need a children's game show, and uh, I wonder if you could come up with something. And I said, hey, okay, I'll work on it. So uh, I worked on this uh, this thing that uh, had a, a giant box on a tripod, and in the box were pegs various size pegs, colored pegs, and a trigger that triggered an alarm if you pulled the wrong peg and the, the bar came down and did that. Okay. okay. And on the back of the pegs were the biggest peg had bicycles you could win or electric trains. The small ones maybe silly putty or slinkies or whatever. We took that game to the toy show in uh, New York the toy fair, uh, seeking new sponsors. And Parker Brothers came by and said, we don't want to sponsor, but we'd like to buy the game. No way. Mm. And really? so uh, we sold it. It's called Booby Trap. Ah. Booby Trap. Still being manufactured. No uh, way. No way. Really? In fact, my little grandson, I bought a couple of the Booby Traps off eBay, and one was the original. As as a matter of fact, I should have brought it. It has a picture of my hand. Oh, oh, wow. you're a hand game. model too. No way. Okay, so, hand but, modeling inventor. But I bought a couple of the games, and I took one on vacation with us. Uh, and uh, Jack, my little grandson, I said, "Hey, Jack, look at this." You know, hey. so uh, a few minutes later, he said, "Come on, Grandpa, let me show you how to play this game." Oh, that's fun. <laughs> oh, wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. And did it stand the test of time? With the oh, yeah. yeah. We, we had a lot of fun with it. Fun? Yeah, oh, sure did. Fun. So, that was so uh, Santa Bella has been quite an experience. It's changed a lot. I was just about to ask, what is the thing that you've noticed that's changed the most? 
since you've been here? I think recognition. More and more people recognize what a beautiful paradise we're in. Yeah. And uh, they want to come here and they want to visit. And then when they visit, they want to live here. And, mm-hmm. you know, it goes from that. But at the time, uh, I remember uh, before we ever moved here, I rented an airplane in uh, Englewood, Florida, and flew to Marco. And my wife looked out and I said, oh, that's Sanibel Island. That's the shelling capital of the world. She said, what? She didn't know what it was. And a few years later, we we lived here. But, um, yeah, I think that's it. We've got a lot more people. We've got a lot more traffic. We've got uh, uh, a more affluent society. Mm -hmm. The income level is way up. The retired level is way up. Mm -hmm. Um, It's as pleasant as it was when I moved here. Yeah, I was going to say that because yeah. saying that with all the influx of yeah. people, they still have kept it. Yeah, and I think uh, the natural paradise because of the two thirds being a nature preserve right. of the island. I think that's one of the reasons. You know, yeah. it's not going to expand. If you want something now, you got to buy it and tear it down, build something else, mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. Yeah. live in it. Yeah, yes. Yeah, but it's been a really rewarding experience, and watching Liz grow up on Senebo was really, really. She deep. has from when yeah. we spoke to her. She has wonderful fond memories of growing up on the island. So. In nineteen, I can't, can't remember nineteen seventy five or 77, I bought a little Model T, a gasoline-powered Model T Ford little thing, and I put it in the parade for the Indianapolis 500-mile race, which uh, was always the same, same street, checkerboard, carpet all the way down the street. Uh, And I had a clown in the car uh, with a tripod and a box camera, and he would get out of the car, and the year before, we had taken pictures of the crowd on that parade route. In the back of the camera, we had 2,000 copies of that picture. Oh, okay. <laughs> he would get out and he'd say, okay, smile, you know, and all this. And he would look at it, click like that. And then he would go throw the pictures out, you know, and nobody could figure out how they did. <laughs> well, that, <laughs> that car wound up in our studio. And uh, when Liz was probably, I'm going to say, seven or eight years old, uh, we broke it out and she, she drove it. We brought it to Florida and she drove it from our house to the bu- uh, school bus stop. Really? And put it in the guy's yard all day. Yeah. <laughs> do you still have the car? Still have you it. Do? Yeah. You do? Yeah. have to send us a picture. It's yeah. been reworked several times. I think I have more in that car than I do in my car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but oh, uh, that's cool. kind of neat. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And I suppose. Um, what when when the, you moved into Gumbo Limbo, correct? Yes, that so was our rented, first. Right? We so, re, we had a rental place there. Well, so was that fully developed at that point or not? Because Gumbo Limbo is probably one of the older developments on the island. It's I on the right hand side as you come on yeah. to the island, it's uh, alongside the dunes. But. And it's neat. It's a neat little community. Um, I'd say fifty percent at that time. 50%. Yeah, oh, and no. then yeah. we moved to another location. On uh, we had a. Uh, uh, lease with a, an option to own on uh, Limpet mm-hmm. Drive. We stayed there for a couple of years, and then the owner came along and said, I really don't want to sell, so I need you out in 30 days. Oh, wow. Mm. And I thought, well, let's see. What else no can what? happen to me while I'm here? <laughs> um, so I said, well, that's not going to work out, but we'll we'll build a house. I went to the dunes and got a lot, and we moved into a little apartment right down by the service station. Uh, coming on the island, right behind that, and uh, moved into our house in 1985, Christmas time. 
And I went to Bailey's and I bought a little northern pine tree in a cup <laughs> like this. And I said, okay, I bought a house. I couldn't afford a Christmas tree, so here <laughs> it is. This is what you got. Put that down. <laughs> I planted it in our backyard. And the other day I looked at it and I think it's right at 100 feet tall. No way. No way. <laughs> That's, That's super awesome. cool. Yeah. And it's been through all sorts of hurricanes. That's right. Yeah, that survived awesome. everything. Yeah. That's yeah. awesome. Did you did you uh, give it one of your hurricane preparation packs? Uh, no, no. I, I uh, actually just uh, I gave it a prayer book right at the bottom. I just <laughs> taped it to the tree. Uh, <laughs> all right, Max. Have you got any? Uh, you got any some trivia? Some trivia for so, us. We have some trivia. Oh, oh, trivia. So that's what the paper's for. We do a little trivia at the end all of right, every episode. Right. You should be good at it. Since you've been here for so long. Well, <laughs> we've. I, I'm going to skip to one of the questions because it was mentioned earlier. So, okay. 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 We're ready. Here, here's our first question, which was originally the second. Okay. A majority of Sanibel Island is conservation land. What percent is preserved? Oh, okay. Why aren't you writing, Nick? Because I'm was, thinking it, very carefully. <laughs> Don already so, uh, said the answer earlier. <laughs> yep. He did? He did. You You didn't hear it? Why don't you put the camera on? Uh, person, <laughs> take a look at Dom's. Reminds me of uh, Kathy, uh, or not Kathy, but uh, the morning show on TV. Yeah, when they call up and say, "Do you remember this from yesterday's episode?" <laughs> nope. <laughs> no, got nothing. Okay. All right, go for it, man. All right, all right, Don. What do you What do you have? Well, I have sixty six percent, but it's really two thirds. Yep. Okay. okay, mom. I put sixty percent. I put sixty three percent. Yep, Don's right. It's okay. sixty. Round up sixty seven percent. Two thirds. Sixty six point six six six. All right, okay. one to Don. All right, one to Don. All right. Okay. I know we're in film production, so I have another question. Uh-oh. About a, a film that was shot here. We talked about the uh, commercial, but this is a film. George A. Romero's Day of the Dead was shot in part on Sanibel Island in 1985. What kind of iconic horror creatures were the so-called dead? Oh, well, that's easy, isn't it? I, we'll see when we'll you, see. you reveal your answer. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess you can all three say it at once. I think you've all got it. Okay, one, Zombies. Two, three, zombies. zombies. <laughs> all right. You got that one. Have you ever seen that movie, Don? <laughs> uh, no, I tried to stay away from that movie. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yes. It's one of those where uh, I build it as don't fail to miss it. <laughs> that's funny do you remember uh, them coming here oh yeah <laughs> yeah you do really that's cool yeah and they also filmed in fort myers down in downtown right yeah yeah by yeah, the bank it's cool yeah. i've seen i've seen it it's cool to watch like the to how recognize. things have changed to recognize the little spots right yeah um all right all last right. question one two, so two, two, yeah two, don one, is two, in two, the one, lead one. with one point yep. everyone else all or right. two points everyone else has one all right the last question the island of Sanibel has been in existence for thousands of years, okay. but it was not officially incorporated as a city until what year? Don, it looks like Don's got it. He might take away. <laughs> okay. Has everyone got it? Yeah. Dad, you go first. 1972. Mom? I've just realized it's 74. I just remembered. Don? 63. 74. 74. Oh, no. One to one. Ah. <laughs> what are we doing for a time? I, you know what I was thinking about was the uh, bridge. 
Yes, yeah. 63 yeah. was the bridge. Ah, okay. 11 years yeah. later, was yeah. it, it was incorporated. Right. Yeah. So now we're tied, Max. Now we're tied. We're... I, I don't have a backup question right. as of so right now. Do we get popcorn? You get, or you get popcorn. We... Share the prize. Share the prize. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> high five. All right. <laughs> oh, you're oh like, high five. High five. Ah, oh, there there you go. go. Join yeah. high five for the winners. That rings a bell. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. Well, I don't think we've even scratched the surface no. on this. So I think what we're going to do, let's call before, it. Because we were talking before we started filming about you did produce for Night of the Stars. Is that? Yes. Hold on right. one second. We'll have to. Uh, okay. So what we're going to do, we're going to turn this into a two-parter. And we're going to take <laughs> we're gonna, uh We're going to end this right now. Thanks very much to our sponsors. Um, Bailey's General Store. Uh, Gator Bites, Tail and Ale, uh, uh, Breakaway Vacations, and Three Crafty Ladies. Ladies. Please check them out if you get a chance. Thanks very much for joining us on this episode. Spoon Drift, Drift, the best Pokeballs on the island. Thank you, Don, for coming. My uh, pleasure. Yeah, it's been great. And oh, look forward to part two. So yeah. thanks well, very much. And we'll have, we'll have part four, part yeah. five. And we'll, yeah. have, uh, we'll have Liz on again, too. Yeah, for sure. Oh, okay. boy. <laughs> All right. Thanks very much, guys. Have a good one. Have a good one. Thank you.